Sai Charitra, the chapter 6, story of the festival of Sri Ram's birth in Shirdi. My obeisance to Sri Ganesh, to Sri Saraswati, to Sri Guru Maharaj, to the family deity, to Sri Sita Ram Chandra. My most humble obeisance, I bow in reverence to the most venerable Guru, Sri Sainath. Being it a striving after spiritual progress or after material prosperity, where Sadguru is the helm, he alone will steer the boat to the other shore. When the word Sadguru stirs the feeling of the heart, it is Sai who immediately comes before the mind. He in fact actually stands in front of you and places his hand of benediction on your heart. When his hand of blessing with the Udi from the Dhuni falls on your head, the heart swells with self-rejoicing. The eyes overflow with tears of love. Such is the marvel of the subtle touch of the Guru's hand that it burns up the astral body to ashes by his merest touch, which even the funeral pyre cannot consume. It brings peace and stability even to those who get a headache or burst out into wild, meaningless babble, even at an accidental mention about gods and their divine tales. As he places his lotus hand on the head, the sins of many past births, which have reached a point of culmination, are all washed away, leaving Sai's loving devotees purified. In this, uh, one of the verses over here is mentioning about astral body. Now, what is the meaning of this thing called astral body? Astral body is that by means of which you can travel in all these domains like the heaven and the hell and all that you can travel you can come down again as a ghost or those kind of things you can use that body for that purpose but if you do not have the body if your guru is so strong like Sadguru like Sai Baba with his benediction with his hand just falling on your head even that astral body dissolves in it so see when you have to reach the state of emancipation that is realization or reaching the state of mukti at that point in time the astral body cannot stay with you you have to dissolve even the last body that is available that is the meaning of those words as the eyes rest on the comely form (coughs) you are choked by the rapture tears of joy spring to the eyes in the heart arises the ashtabhav the feeling that i am that is awakened giving the experience of the blissful joy within dissolving all duality it celebrates the union with the supreme one whatever sacred books puranas one may read one is reminded of the sadguru at every step so that it is only sai who appears as ram or krishna and makes us listen to his whole own story as you sit down to listen to the bhagavad krishna appears as none other than sai right from tip to toe who is singing the uddhav gita for the benefit of the devotees. Even in the casual conversation, you are suddenly reminded of one or the other of Sai stories to illustrate a point properly. You pull up a sheet of paper with the intention of writing, but cannot compose even a word. Yet when Sai himself with his grace inspires you to write, you know not how to stop the flow of words. Whenever ego raises his head, he firmly presses it underneath his own hand. In addition, by pouring his grace into the devotee, he begins fulfillment to him. When the surrender at the feet of Sri Sai Samar, in act, speech and thought, then dharma, artha, kama and moksha comes into the hands automatically. The four paths of karma, jnana, yoga and bhakti are for the attainment of God. Although they may proceed in four different directions, they all lead you to God-realization. The path of devotion, bhakti, is like the way through a forest of a prickly babul trees, full of pits and holes and difficult to cross. Though it is a narrow pathway, for only one person, it directly takes you near God. The easiest way to traverse it is to take every step carefully to avoid the thorns. Only then, I think Padma is there, can you send her the invite please? Only then will you reach your eternal abode without fear. This is what Guru the mother warns you clearly. When the rich fertile soil of the mind is sprinkled with the water of devotion, renunciation sprouts, knowledge blossoms, kaivalya comes to fruition and the rapture thereof bursts forth. Avoiding of birth and death is then a certainty. The primal supreme soul is by itself perfect. 
is also threefold nature of sat chit and anand that is being consciousness and bliss due to natural properties disguising the spirit it is awakened and manifests itself for instructing devotees as the brahma becomes manifest through the three said attributes maya becomes active too and manifested her properties by stirring up sattva rajas and tamas really it is clay molded in a particular shape that is called a pot but when it breaks the name form and identity everything leaves it the whole world is created out of maya they are both thus related to each other as cause and effect in fact it is maya who has assumed a form and has appeared as this manifest world it is said of this maya prior to the creation of the world is considered she had not manifested herself but was absorbed in the supreme and gathered together in the unmanifest manifest or unmanifest maya has always been a part of the supreme being hence this maya is the supreme being and quite inseparable from it from tamoguna maya creates the material objects lifeless and motionless this was her first act of creation then as rajoguna combined with the life forces of the supreme being it opened up a whole world of consciousness by virtue of the aspect of both the sattva guna of this maya then created the intellect which when permeated with the divine bliss brought the sport of creation sport of creation to completion thus maya is susceptible to great modification so long as she is not stirred into action and does not create the above mentioned things the three gunas remain unmanifest uh, this is exactly what we have just concluded in the last one and a half chapter that we did in the bhagavatam isn't it so how the gunas mix around and how what how does maya actually maya is the creative part of the nature of lord's nature and that is the one who combines with the elements we did this entire elemental factors like panch you know all the panchatattvas everything mixing around how we have already done it so this is just a repetition maya is not manifest until she is become active in the three gunas no that as long as she herself remains passive she can remain unmanifest maya is the creation of the supreme being while this world is a creation of maya all the visible world is brahma means all the three that is the supreme being maya and the world are one those in whose mind there is a keen desire to know how this unity can be experienced should see the vedas a study of the vedas shruti and smriti will give the power of discrimination which will give the experience that the guru's word is itself the vedant this will in turn be conducive to the highest bliss sri sai's devotees have always known that he gave an assurance to the effect that in the homes of his devotees there will be no want for food and clothing i consider it to be my promise to look after the sustenance and protection of those who worship me single mindedly and serve me with reverence in their heart this is the affirmation in the bhagavad gita which sai says should be taken as the truth there will be no want of food and clothing do not strive after these seek honor in the court of god beseech his grace alone strive to attain only his blessings and do not hanker after worldly honors why should just a nod of their heads by the people in appreciation turn your head rather it should be a chosen deity whose heart should melt in compassion and burst out into the beads of perspiration and may your love may you love to strive after such an objective may all the senses be seized by a devotional passion and the sensual desire be so transformed as to sprout into devotional worship instead oh how wonderful it would then be now see here in this beginning it is mentioned that the maya when she is in the unmanifest i will give you one very simple example the maya can never be understood because in the unmanifest nature she is never visible let us say for example how does this visibility occur it is always dormant you cannot understand it it is lying in the self you will find that let us say for example you are on your daily routine and suddenly while you are on your day job whatever the things that are happening suddenly you come across a book and inside the book there is a beautiful picture okay 
Now somebody has used it as a bookmark or might have kept it in the book or there might be one small rose which has been you know kept very nicely inside. The moment that rose or that picture comes in front of you, have you seen what happens to you actually? Maya opens up Pandora's box. It starts reminding you of who gave you that rose or how did the person give you that photograph. And then you go into a reverie. And then the whole world opens up into, you know, beautiful things or worse things in life. Now, why does this happen? Till that time, till that moment in time, there was no Maya at play. Now, suddenly, where did this Maya spring up from? So, you will have to understand that Maya is always at beck and call of the Lord. She is always there lurking. But we do not understand that. People have come and started praising you. They have started saying, Oh, you are such a wonderful person. You, know, you have been able to do this and you have been able to do that. You know, we gloat over what people say. And then what happens? Then we start believing in whatever bullshit that they have told us. They might be just pulling our leg. Or they might have just told us to pander our ego. Just because they want something out of you. Now what has happened? This has converted itself into truth for you. Whereas there is no such truth in that. They are just doing it for ulterior motives. Maya has created a false imagery. It is unreal. Maya is unreal. Please understand this. She doesn't exist for the yogi. But for a normal human being, she can create an entire mountain of thoughts. And then it is impossible to get out of those thoughts. Because one thought leads to another, not to another, to another, to another, till an entire story gets created. See, just now I wrote one very small story. I don't know how many of you have read it. It's a very small story. It doesn't have much of a significance in our normal world. But can that small thing lead to a something very, very big also? Of course it can. It can lead us to something very, very big. And that is the reason why you have to be always careful of Maya. Maya is very dangerous on one side. That is why she is called delusion on one side. She can create illusory objects. That is why she is also illusion. There is a difference between a delusion and an illusion. The one which deludes you, deludes your mind and pushes it towards destruction is delusive in nature. And the one which creates imagery, beautiful imagery is illusory in nature. It is creating false imagery. You see, when a magician pulls out the, you know, uh, rabbit from the hat, what do you think? Oh my God, he is pulling, that's such a small hat and from that hat, how is he removing a rabbit? Or he removes flowers after flowers from something. I'm sure you must have seen. Or he takes one handkerchief and puts it like this and from below he will remove something else. At that point in time, we are under illusion. He has created magic, sort of. Maya is like that. There is no such thing. But she can create this kind of imagery for us. And that is why we need to be careful. That is why she is dormant in nature. She lurks everywhere. Please do not give yourself this, you know, I can win over Maya. Sorry, you don't even know where she can come from. I told you the story of uh, the great sage. Isn't it Narada? One little thought. And he started believing that he was married, he had children, the village was there and then there was a flood and so on and so forth. It goes on and on and on. Finally, uh, you know, Narayan calls him. What are you doing over there? I sent you to send, get me a glass of water. He says, oh my God, just to get a glass of water and the entire Maya played up. So that is how Maya is. Maya can lurk in any place. You don't even know where she is. So... May such worship be forever, leaving no relish for anything else. May the mind be absorbed in my name and all be totally forgotten. The mind will then become detached from the physical body. Household concerns and wealth will be divine bliss. It will attain equanimity and serenity, ultimately finding fulfillment. A contented mind is the surest mark of being in saintly company. How can a restless mind that flits from one object to the other be deemed to be one with the Supreme? Hence, O listeners, give all attention as you listen to the narration of this loving devotion and may your mind turn into devotion while listening to the life story of Sai. 
As the story progresses further, it will bring contentment. The restive mind will become restful. All agitations will be quietened and peace and happiness will reign. Now, let us continue with the story narrated previously about the renovation of the mosque and about the birth of Sai Ram, Shri Ram. There was a devotee called Gopal Gun who had great devotion for Baba and who spent his time in the ceaseless chanting of Baba's name. He had no issue and later on with Sai's blessing, a son was born to him. This made him very happy. Gopal felt that a fair yatra or celebration should be held every year at Shirdi village which will bring joy to everyone. Tatya Kote, Dada Kote, Madhavrao and other prominent people in the village liked the idea and began making preparations for it. But the celebrations of such annual festivals was subject to a regulation according to which the permission of the district collector was necessary. But when attempts were made to obtain it, the Kulkarni, that is the revenue officer of the village, maliciously opposed it, thus creating obstacles in the way. As a result of the objections raised by the Kulkarni, the district collector passed an order that the fair should not be held at Shirdi. But it was Baba's wish too that the fair should be held in Shirdi and he be given the consent with the blessings for it. The villagers pursued the matter with determination and tried their utmost with the result that the order was reversed by the authorities in deference to the wishes of all. But then onwards, with Baba's consent, it was decided to hold the fair on Ram Navmi day. Tatya Kote supervised all the arrangements. Multitudes now gather every year for this fair. On the day of Ram Navmi puja and bhajans, singing took place amidst drum beats and sweet music made by musical instruments. Pilgrims from all directions flocked to Shirdi for their festivities. Every year, two new flags used to be taken out in procession ceremoniously to be tied in the spire of the mosque and later to be fixed there. Of this one was Nimonkars and others was Damuannas. Both these taken in the grand procession would be fluttering high up onto the tip of the spire. Now listen, listen to the interesting account of how the idea of celebrating Ram Nomi originated from the celebration of the Urus, which is the honor that Shirdi gives to the deity. In the year 1911, Ram Nami was first celebrated with the idea had been originated from the Urus. It continues to be celebrated uninterrupted to this day. The idea was first conceived by the well-known Kirtankar Krishna Jageshwar Bhishma, who felt that the birth of Sri Ram should be celebrated, for it would be beneficial to all. Till then only the Urus and the fair was being held on the large scale every year. But out of this arose the idea that the wonderful celebration of the birth of Rama that year once as Bhishma sat on the Vada, in his leisure, Kaka Mahajani was getting ready to go to the mosque with all the articles of the puja. With the purpose of Sai's darshan in mind and also to enjoy the festivities of the Urus, Kaka would always be present in Shirdi a day earlier for the celebration. Finding the time to be opportune, Bhishma then asked Kaka, To my mind has come a really good idea, but will you help me in carrying it out? Urus is held every year. It is also the day of the birth of Ram and therefore affords us an opportunity to celebrate the occasion without any extra effort. Do you know what an Urus is? Urus is basically taken out from the masjid. They carry a palanquin in which the holy books or holy stuff is taken right around the village and brought back up again over there. They put a chadar on top of it. They put The chadar is not only made out of you know all the malmal and the stuff like that but also flower chadar you know made out of flowers is also put on top of that and it goes around the village and everybody bows down to these urus so it's a uh, it's a muslim's way of celebrating their festival but on the same day there is another festival called ram Nami. both are there now uh, if you actually go to southeast asia you will find that these kind of festivals are ca- called by some other name i am sure raj will be able to tell you that there it is called Hari Raya. You know the festival which is an Eid is called a Hari Raya. You know what Hari and Raya means. So both these words, uh, Hari Raya is Eid over there. So everywhere the things are different. So that is how it works. Kaka liked the idea and said, take Baba's permission. All depends on his word. Thereafter, of course, there will be no delay in the matter. But there still remained the question of arranging for the Kirtan. For that would be necessary for such a celebration. Where would one find a Haridas to perform the Kirtan in a village? The difficulty remained. Haridas is a person who used to conduct this kind of Kirtan. We also call him Kirtankar. One who... Kirtan is... They will say certain words and then they, they sing with that, you know. 
Chipri and that uh, Ektari and all that. And it's uh, it's uh, Lord's hymns. They are sing sung. In between the hymns, they put a story. They have put a story. Now the same hymns, if it is enacted into a play. In Karnataka, we have this very beautiful play which they come up with. I'm sure some of you might have seen it. You know, I don't know what it is called. I I still remember. It's a very beautiful play which they. Called uh, Harikatha. No, no, it's not called Harikatha. It's a. Uh, it is. Uh, they Ram Sita and all the stories literally played over there in front of everybody, and um, I will remember the name. Okay. It's a wonderful play. A lot of songs, action, imagery, dances. You 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 love it if you actually go to see. Uh, it it is. Uh, it's Yakshagana, right? Yakshagana, Yakshagana. Correct. You are right about it. Yakshagana is a very beautiful uh, rendition of the story. So even in Maharashtra, they have this. Even in Kolkata, Kolkata, no, in the interiors of West Bengal. there are these very beautiful singers they are called bowls b a u l s bowls bowls okay b o w l s me b a u l s bowl and they sing beautiful songs and they say this type of harikatha all the time and it is all sung in text verses and then songs and there are those play players playing over there at that time so this is what happens so this kind of people in maharashtra would be a kirtankar So they are searching for a kirtankar. Okay, Bhishma then said, "I will be the kirtankar, and you accompany me with the harmonium." Radha Krishna Bai will prepare the suntwada. Uh, suntwada. Sunt is uh, the ginger. Ginger. Okay, as prasad for the occasion. Come then, let us go to Baba. Any delay in any auspicious piece of work always creates problem. A good work accomplished speedily ensures success right away. remember this line very carefully you have to do your job in time don't delay it please continue to do that particular job what has been assigned to you right there in time any kind of delay of any sort you know it is going to destroy that fervor also and secondly it is going to destroy your efforts also you will have to put double the efforts then come let us go and ask the permission for performing the kirtan so saying the boat went to the mosque As Kaka began performing the puja, it was Baba who first asked the question. So, what was going on in the vada? But it did not occur to Kaka to ask the relevant question. At once, Baba put the same question differently to Bhishma. So, Bua, what do you say? He asked Bhishma. It was then that Kaka suddenly remembered and told him what they wished to do. Baba approved of the idea, and the celebration was decided upon. Next day in the morning. As soon as Baba going to the landi, they tied up a cradle in the sabha mandap amidst the ceremonial preparation for the performance of the kirtan. Now in this and in the previous chapter also there was one very funny verse, you know, which said, "Baba, I ask, ah, so what was it? What were you doing? You know, like like that. So what are you talking about? So what was happening over there? You have to understand that those those words are being asked for you to tell him exactly what is being." what is happening over there do you understand so any time when such type of very vague questions are asked so how are you how are things with you huh this is a very casual question but actually it is you are being provoked into answering the person this is what the question is the reason why you are asked that kind of a very very vague question is so how was your day that means there is something that you got to tell so it is important that you convey and that is the reason why it's a provocation given so how are things ha huh? everything fine okay okay let me know like that so at the appropriate time an audience gathered together for the kirtan baba returned from the landi bishma also got up to begin baba uh, kaka took the seat in front of the harmonium and suddenly kaka was sent for by baba baba has called you the message came kaka was terrified on hearing these words why should his mind have any misgivings he should understand he should not understand but hope that nothing would mar the spirit of the kirtan on hearing baba's name message kaka trembled in his shoes with fright why should baba be so agitated in his mind will the kirtan proceed without a hurdle or not 
He worried. In his nervous anxiety, he faltered at every step as he climbed the step of the mosque with slow, heavy footsteps. Baba then asked him, why the cradle was why the why the cradle was tied there? And when it was briefly explained to him about the kirtan and the plans for the celebration, Baba was delighted. Then from the niche in the wall nearby, he took out a beautiful garland and put it around Kaka's neck, giving him another one for Bhishma. Baba's question about the cradle had caused great anxiety, but on seeing Kaka thus honored with a garland, everyone was relieved. Bhishma was really a versatile man, very versed, well versed in religious lore. Naturally, his kirtan was full of spirit and beauty and enthralled the audience. Now, this is something which we have to understand that whenever some auspicious activity is happening, not only is that book or that particular deity is to be honored, but also the one who is conducting that, that person also needs to be honored. That is why Baba called him so that he can garland him. It is nothing but somebody is talking to about the Lord or somebody is starting the prayers. So this is a this is a procedure that has to be followed because it is we are being led by our nose to God's domain directly by these people. When the person speaks or when the person is talking like that, we are transported to another domain and that is the reason why they are to be honored. Understood? Baba's question about the cradle had caused great anxiety. But on seeing Kaka thus honored with garland, everyone was relieved. Bhishma was really a versatile man, well versed in religious lore. Naturally, his kirtan was full of spirit and beauty and enthralled the audience. Baba's face was pleased, had a pleased expression too. As he had given his consent, so he now got the celebration performed by the devotees along with bhajan and kirtan. In the hour of Ram's birth, particles of gulal, Gulal, you know, the red color powder that is there, got into Baba's eyes as it was being freely showered during the ceremony. And then as if Baba had become Narsima avatar and got the infant Ram in the palace of Kaushalya. But Gulal was just a pretext. His furious expression was really a manifestation of the fervor at the birth of Sri Ram, who would destroy the demonic forces of the ego and other evil propensities of man. All of a sudden, his anger flared up and he appeared to be Narsimha himself in his rage. A volley of curses and abuses ensued, coming in a torrent. Volleys and abuses, <laughs> you couldn't stand it. So, Radha Krishna Bhai was greatly agitated, fearing in her mind that the cradle will now fall to pieces. How to keep it whole was the problem that confronted her. She kept on urging and pressing that the cradle be taken down quickly. So, Kaka moved forward to untie it. This irritated Baba greatly. He became quite furious fierce and snappish and rushed toward, forward aggressively as if to attack Kaka. The untying of the cradle was stayed. Slowly Baba also calmed down. Later that afternoon permission was sought to take it down. When Baba said in a great surprise, How can you take the cradle down just yet? There is still need for it. What could this need be? I thought, for size words are never in vain. And then I realized that all the ceremonies were not yet complete. The ceremonies had been performed for the particular day, but until the next day dawned and the Gopal Kala was over, the festival could not be deemed to be over. This is like uh, in the Navratri also, when they start the celebration, you have to take it right up till the end. Even in Ganesh, you know, when, when you all bring Ganesha at home, you cannot suddenly give up in the middle and say, okay, leke <laughs> jate. We can't do that. If you have kept him for a particular number of days, you have to. So that is the reason why that, that pratha is very, very important. So you have to complete the ceremony. In uh, most of the households nowadays, those who do something which is called Satyanarayan Puja, I don't know how many of you all do, but those who do Satyanarayan Puja, there is always an Uttar Puja. Uttar Puja is something which means after Narayana has been brought in, he has to be given a proper, you know, uh, he, he should be sent properly. Now, when, when we are removing everything from there, nowadays what these bhajis and these pujaris do, no? They will say, after the puja is over, they will say, abhi puja khatam ho gaya, abhi nikal do. And so you start removing it. No, that is not a technique, that is not the way it is to be done. 
you have to complete the uttar puja the next day then only you can shake that it is called you just have to move the table you know move that thing and avoid shortcuts because it's it's just like suppose and now think about it i am the reason why i am telling you is this let me just give you one example and then you will agree with me suppose you are having lunch in the in the restaurant or you are eating something in a restaurant correct while you are eating and you have not finished you are talking to your friend and the waiter comes and picks up that thing from the middle what happens to you think it think about it you are eating masala dosa okay and the little you know you love the sides of the masala dosa so much that you have kept it at the side to eat it in the last that is something you love all the all the sabji in the middle now you have eaten first <laughs> and then you have kept that that uh, you know jo brown portion rehta hai side mein wo and the waiter comes and without your permission he picks up the plate and goes away do you know how irritated you become it's the same please understand you have called one of the gods at home and suddenly you are telling bye bye see you <laughs> you are pulling everything away that's not a done thing think about him just like a guest you come as a guest to your house to give you benediction so complete that puja complete it fully don't do shortcut fatafat there is no shortcuts in this world okay <laughs> otherwise that waiter is going to take your masala and go away run away <laughs> so it's like that it's very very arksam so the so gopal kala that is the next day ceremony kala that's the next day if you remember krishna janmashtami is there next day is gopal kala okay so first yeah yeah duli vandana we call it we put color on everybody isn't it that's how it is so <coughs> so what happens in this way kirtan gopal kala etc was performed the next day and then baba gave permission to take the cradle down next day bishma was next year bishma was not available so bala bua satarkar was approached for performing the kirtan but he had to go to kavate and was not available to so kaka majani brought another kirtan kar by the name of bala bua bhajani also known widely as the modern tukaram the ceremonies were performed at his hands and even if they did, were not available kaka would not himself stood up for the kirtan for he knew by heart the katha of ramnami composed by das ganu in the third year bala bua satarkar himself came to shirdi at the appropriate time now listen carefully how this came about having heard of sai baba's fame a desire for his darshan arose in his mind but he wanted some company on the way and how to get that was his worry bala bua was himself a haridas and originally came from satara but was at that time staying at parel mumbai parel is a place where i actually used to live first when i after I, my birth for 16 years i stayed in this place called parel elfitson road in satara district there is a shrine called brihad siddh kavthe and bua received an annual allowance for performing there on the occasion of ram navmi bua was really concerned with two annual festivals there that is ashadi ekadashi that is july august and ram navmi in chaitra march april according to charter of the mogal emperor akbar a sum of rupees 124 has been sanctioned for the expenses and was accordingly allotted for the expense of the deity as per the original scheme of the sangli sansthan and so for these two festivals bua received an allowance of 30 rupees but that year cholera broke out at kavathe and the village faced a problem hence ram navmi could not be celebrated bua received letters from the village saying that he should come next year as the whole village was deserted in short that year he lost the chance of serving ram and receiving his allowance but this was his opportunity to go to shirdi so he met dikshit in the connection he thought that since dikshit was such a great devotee of baba if he takes it in his mind then his wish to go to shirdi will be fulfilled and thus both the purpose of self interest and spiritual benefit will be served So he said to Dikshit this year I have missed my annual allowance so I felt that I should take baba's darshan and also perform kirtan at shirdi Bahu sahib Dikshit then replied about the allowance there is no guarantee to give it or not is entirely in baba's hands and as for the kirtan his permission will be needed for that too even as they were take, talking thus kaka mahajani came there 
quite unexpectedly and he gave an udi and prasad from shirdi to everyone which was considered a good omen mahajani had just come from shirdi at that time and had come to say that all was well at shirdi soon he went back to his house so dikshit then very lovingly said to bua that he would seek baba's permission and if given he would definitely let him know and that is when the letter came bua should come to shirdi without worrying about the travelling expense for that one should not trouble oneself and entertain any doubt in one's mind uh this is very very important in our spiritual world unless and until you are not invited basically invitation means what it means their facilitation is going to happen you are going to get facilitated to reach that destination the permission is important but asking for permission is equally important if you do not ask for permission how do you know whether you are going to get it or not so asking and don't believe that you are going to get one swapna something you know some dream that you have got the permission no you better ask for it asking is important saying is important so saying was important so it was asked and they it has to be given only when the permission is given can you reach over there uh, it so happened one day that me kalpana and one other person we decided that we wanted to go to shirdi actually what happened was these two decided these two people decided that they wanted to go to shirdi and i said um, i don't think today is the right day to go so we will go maybe after a few more days they insisted that today is a holiday we should go so i said fine if you wish so and what happened was that day we went to the bus stand we went we first thought that we'll go by railway train railway train had, had gone so we went to the bus stand we got a bus which was supposed to reach shirdi in 4 and 1/2 hours that night the bus took 16 hours to reach okay 16 hours is what it took to reach you know what happened suddenly in the middle the that uh, uh, that axle it fell down okay and to get that axle that thing has to be fitted back inside they had to go to the st depot to get that thing from there and by the time they could get it it was dead in the night and by the time we reached it was already 11:30 in the night so we got off at the bus stand there was not a single room available anywhere in shirdi so kalpanas sat down outside that mandir the mandir was closed she sat down outside the mandir and both of us went roaming in two different directions finally i got one place at around 130 in the night so at 130 finally we could get a place which was one of the horrible <laughs> hotels that we had ever seen okay and it was such a pathetic condition that we couldn't sleep 430 the thing starts over there is called kakad aarti you have to go there so to go for the kakad aarti you need to take a bath water was chilled to the board you couldn't take a bath also and by the time we could take the bath and leave from there it was past 7 o'clock in the morning okay and we could only make it for 8 830 darshan this is what happens you see if you are not invited over there you can't even reach over there let me tell you this much so you need the permission you need a specific permission please come then only you can come but asking for permission is very very important that is why we have to always ask for permission okay so where were we okay sai baba also very lovingly had the kirtan performed in front of him with the ceremonies and festivities of ram navmi at the hands of bala bua bala bua on his part was very pleased that his objective was fulfilled and so was sai everybody was thus satisfied bua was remunerated handsomely 150 rupees was paid to him by baba's command he used to get 30 rupees now he's got 150 rupees quite a big amount isn't it bua's joy knew no bounds for baba had given him for that fest- one festival an amount which he would have received after 5 years at kavate 
Why then should Balaboa not rejoice and be grateful to Baba? However, later on when Das Ganu had once come to Shirdi, the annual festival was entrusted to him thereafter with Baba's permission. From then till now, the birth celebration of Ram takes place with pomp and pageantry for a food being plentifully served to one and all, even to the lowliest of the low and to the great joy and satisfaction. On the occasion at the portals of Samadhi Mandir and amidst the resounding of the musical instruments lies the chant of Sai's name to fill the skies and suffuse them with the waves of joy. Uh, before we go to the next page, let me tell you one very important thing that needs to be followed. If you go to any temple like this, if you go for any darshan, it is always important that you take the prasad from there. Prasad means that which is offered to you. Uh, every time when you go to Shirdi, there is a prasad mandir over there. Earlier they used to give free, some. now also they give free, not that it is given free to poor people. But if you can afford, they charge 30, 40, something like that rupees. It's a decent meal that you get. Have that meal and then only leave. It's very important. Once it so happened that we had gone to the temple. And uh, there was someone who said, I don't want to have this prasad. I insisted, no, you need to have it. It's very, very important. You don't know what is the, what is it that, you will get out of this prasad because to have that is to complete the entire ceremony. Going over there is important, having the meal is important. So it was very essential that that person has it. And I waited till the afternoon because we had gone there in the morning. So I waited till the afternoon. Many buses went and that person kept on just saying, this bus went, that bus went, ye chala gaya, wo chala gaya. I said, Tumko kya karne ka hai? Hum prasad khai bagar yaha se nahi jayenge. Finally, we had our prasad at 1.30 and we got a 4.30 bus and we reached home at around 10 o'clock in the night. That person was very indignant. He started arguing with me. Why did you have to delay me? I could have reached home in time and this and that. At that moment, you don't understand the importance of it all. You think that you have just gone there for the heck of it. No, but it is important. So, even if someone in your group insists, you know, I don't have the time, you should not do this, please give him that prasad. Because even in the Satyanarayan puja that you do, there is a story which a person refuses the prasad and goes to meet his son-in-law. Okay? And that entire nav, nav bolegato, boat, it vanishes. So, and then he goes back home, does the puja again, takes the prasad and goes back. So finally he finds the boat over there. So eating the prasad is very, very important. It is an honor to that deity or that divinity. It is very important to do that. So even when you do a puja at home, or even maybe a tiny puja, you are doing a Guruvarka puja, that is Thursday puja. Keep a little prasad in front of the deity. Prasad could be just even sugar, it does not matter. It could be just some futana. I don't know what you call futanas in South India. But you know, that white stuff which you get, that also you can keep. You can keep one small apple if you want to. You can keep some fruit also, it does not matter. Just keep it, do the puja and then partake of that same thing as a prasad. It will help you. This is completion of the puja. Okay, always do that. So don't hold it against, I don't want to have this and I don't want to have that. As with the holding of the fair or urus, so was Gopal Gon also inspired with the idea of renovating and beautifying the dilapidated mosque. Devotee Gopal decided that even the mosque should be properly renovated and that too in his own hands. So he got the stones ready. But it appears that Gun was not ready to play a part in the renovation work. And later as per Baba's wishes, a, great, a good opportunity came for accomplishing this piece of work. It now seems that Baba wanted to, this to be done by Nana Sahib Sandurkar and wished that Kaka Sahib Dikshit should then get the floor paved. And so it came to pass a little later. At first they tried in vain to get his permission until they were exhausted. Mahasapati was then asked to meditate, mediate. Only then did Baba give his consent. However, when the flooring of the mosque was paved overnight, then from the very next day Baba started using a cushion seat. In the year 1911, a portico that is Sabha was built. But oh, what a Herculean effort it was involved. What toil and brother. Besides, it made them all tremble with fear. 
However, that piece of work was also completed with arduous effort by the devotees in the same way under the same circumstances in one night. With great effort, a devotee would, would ram the columns at night. The next morning, Baba would start pulling them down. Seizing an opportunity, the devotees would fix them up again. Thus would be the great effort exhausted them all. Uh, this was his, he, he used to keep on doing like this all the time. So, very, uh, I mean, you may not understand the reasoning. What he would do is, they would set the whole thing up and he would go and remove it away. Remember, he had those huge hands and he had a lot of powerful person. Later on, you will come across one story where you will see the type of power that he had. Okay. So, with great effort, the devotee would ram the... What they would do is, they would put that thing columns at night. Columns? See, earlier, the masjid was very tiny. Where the dhuni was there. Later on, what they did is, they put an extension like this. How this extension is there on top? This whole thing is extended till out. There was nothing over here, by the way. This place also, there was nothing. So, the whole thing has been drawn and this has been converted into a room. So, like that, they converted this outside thing, outside that masjid, a small place. So, they had to put all these khambas all over the place. And then when they started putting the khambas, Baba would go, next morning he would remove them out and throw them away. And this went on for many days. Okay. So, However, that piece of work was also completed with arduous. Okay. With great effort, the devotee would ram the columns at night. The next morning, Baba would start pulling them out. Seizing an opportunity, the devotees would fix them again. Thus would the effort exhaust them all. All would gird their loins, turning night into day. And toil away, fulfill the ones with great desires in their heart. Originally, it was an open space with tiny yard in it. His Dixit thought would be suitable for building a portico. No matter how much money is required, but they bought an iron column and angle brackets and seeing that Baba had gone to the Tsaudi for the night, they accomplished their task. Working it all night, the devotees would thus ram the columns with great effort. No sooner Baba returned from the Tsaudi in the morning that he would start pulling them down. Then on one occasion, Baba lost his temper. Holding Tatya by his neck with one hand and the other, he tried the to tug at the column in an attempt to pull it out. Just think about it. <laughs> Here is a, is a great person with one hand is holding Tatya's neck and with the other he is shaking the whole thing, foundation up. It was such a funny sight, you know. Shaking the column vigorously, he loosened it. Then he took out Tatya's turban and lighting it up with the matchstick, threw it into the pit in great fury. At that time, the eyes appeared to be like balls of fire. Who dared look him in the face at that time? They all lost their nerve. At once, they, he then pulled his hand in his pocket and took out one rupee coin, which he threw into the pit too, as if to mark the auspicious moment. Curses, abuses came down in shower. Tatya was terrified at heart. A very tricky situation had arisen. But how did this happen? People were all stunned. Why such an ominous portent today? How can Tatya Patil be rescued from the calamity? They wondered. Bhagoji Shinde made bold and cautiously move forward, only to fall an easy prey to Baba's wrath. He too was belabored by Baba to the heart's content. Even Madhavara got caught and was rewarded with Baba's favor in the form of few bricks hurled at him. Whoever else tried to mediate similarly received Baba's grace. Even as people were still wondering as to who will dare to go in front of Baba, how could Tatya be freed? Baba's anger slowly began to cool down and finally he calmed down completely. A cloth merchant was sent for at once with a turban with a gold border was ordered. Baba himself got it tied around Tatya's head and as if to bestow upon him a mark of honor from a Raja. But people were still puzzled at the cause of the sudden anger of the attack on Tatya, with all the abusing and reviling. For what reason did he flare up? And in a moment, how did he appear so pleased and happy? The reason behind all this could not be understood by anyone at all. Sometimes he would be so calm and composed and would converse lovingly, sometimes in a flash, and without apparent reason, his mind would be in great agitation. Now, since explanation is not given, I will tell you what is the reasoning of this kind of a behavior that happens. Most of these places like masjids and holy places or burial grounds or certain old houses, very very old houses that are there or dilapidated buildings, they carry energies from the past. Energies means there are certain people, souls which have been staying over there which don't want to give up. Do you remember that one, one uh, thing that we did before, when we started, where he says that I will cut your, that body? Hmm? He said that words, isn't it? Now, this is the astral body. 
astral body now what happens in this kind of places is there are remnants of these kind of souls lying over there they have occupied their place just think about it if you have been you know if you are the owner of a house and if you are thrown out what will happen to you you will revolt isn't it same thing happens to these people they are not in physical form they are in their astral form they are in that wispy form of theirs so we cannot move that particular thing away from that place that is the reason why we have to placate them first just like when you are uh, buying somebody's property you have to give that person money and something like that don't you have to do something in return exactly the same thing has to be done to these people so certain elements in natures have to be they some shanti has to be done so what does this, what do these great sages do the sages know this thing very well so what they do is they do this kind of a puja so think about it what is it that he did he took the turban okay and then he tied it and he lit a fire on that he threw it and on top of it he put one rupee coin this is a method of placating those atmas or those bodies that have been hovering over there this is a way of telling them please will you kindly go away from here thank you very much you know we would like to occupy this place after this now so this is the thing that is important and this is the reason why baba had to perform those different kinds of tasks okay such then are the tales of baba as you are narrating one another comes to a mind bewildering the narrator's mind as to which he should narrate and which kept back and moreover it is not really correct to be partial in this selection nor can i bring myself to be partial whatever tale is appropriate for the occasion will find its way to the reader to satisfy the desires to listen to these tales and now listen in the next chapter to the stories of the past heard from the mouth of old people which i shall narrate according to my capacity whether sai baba was a hindu or a muslim how the money taken under the pretext of dakshina was used by him for the renovation of the old temples how he modified his place to dotipoti and khanda yoga how he toiled for the welfare of others and warded off the difficulties of the devotees all this will become clear in the next chapter and will satisfy the listeners will be to all here ends the sixth chapter of sri sai samarth satcharit called the story of the festival of sri ram's birth as inspired by the saints and the virtues and composed by the devotee hemad pant now do you have any questions